What is a writer, especially in terms of for the cinema, for the screen? Writing for the screen is a, a little different from other types of writing because as well as the art of it, the story you want to tell and your actual words, there's structure. The, you know, a screenplay is um, like a table. It's got to have the story, which is the top, and, you know, dialogue, you know, just the, 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 the acts coming in the right places. And, of course, it's limited by length. You can write a 2,000-page novel. A screenplay is you've got to be able to tell your story in between 90 and 120 pages. I've just come back from the Academy of Motion Pictures where I judged the Nichols Screenwriting Prize. One of the issues there was that a lot of beginning screenwriters write, you know, 150 pages and no one's going to read that. So a screenplay is about structure as well as the art. And so if you want to go into screenwriting, you, it's, like it's like learning to be a carpenter. You, you need to be able to make a, a table that'll stand. And how do you sort of get into the habit of being a good writer and how do you overcome things such as writer's block, for example? I came into writing with no training because a lot of the time as a screenwriter, you're not free to write in your own time because you're writing to, sh to schedules and deadlines. I mean, you're actually paid to write. So you've got to get into the habit of being able to write. I would say that for me, writer's block has never been an issue. I was speaking earlier that I was a doctor. I was working as a, a, a consultant, emergency room doctor, and I went to the, and I, I loved films, and I always did write in my spare time. And I went to the cinema and I watched a film called Wilberforce. And that film, for whatever good things about it, as a black woman, it filled me with such intense rage that I came home and wrote a screenplay, and, and that screenplay was made. So I always go back to that feeling I had that I just have something to say, and that is how I overcome writer's block, uh, you know, or, or if it exists. That's how I, I come to writing every day. I actually actually work myself up. I'll play music, I'll dance, I'll jump around and I'll get myself... Uh, I don't sit in front of a blank screen. The thing that's most important though, if you want to be a writer of any sort, is to read. You've got to read. And that, uh, that's not saying, you know, read Dostoevsky or something, cornflakes packet, but just read and read and read. Get used to the written word. Get used to how it feels to put words, to, to see somebody putting words on paper that move you. In writing Belle, you're obviously fleshing out a real historical character whose voice would not have been recorded at the time. Um, how do you sort of go about approaching giving words to somebody um, who wouldn't have a, had a recording of what they would have said or thought? Um, and how, what were the sort of challenges and research that you went through to, to go about this? When you're writing anything historical, that involves either women or any kind of sort of minority group. We're not there in a lot of history. If you look at Lord and Lady Mansfield, it's a classic situation where Lord Mansfield has books written about him. I mean, you know, the research is coming out of your ears and his wife is silent. I think there's maybe one letter. Similarly, Belle's history is almost, I mean, it, we don't know where she was born. We don't know how she came to the household. We know nothing about her except 
the, uh, her early years, there's one historical record. If you go to St. George's, Hanover Square, in the parish records, a child called Dido Bell was baptized at the age when Bell must have been about five. That's it. So everything else you see is actually fiction. It has to be because it, we're just not there. The records aren't there. To flesh out the women, I was very lucky to find, because I did a huge amount of research, I was very lucky to find that uh, you know, the, the Attorney General of Great Britain at the time, his wife, very unusually, long out of print, she kept a diary of her daily life. And it's uh, extraordinary, sort of uh, mundane and, and boring in many ways, but it's the way that let me know what a household like that at that time would have been. Now, to find that book, I, you know, I did a huge amount of research. So it, it's looking in all of the, the gaps between and then saying in the end, you know, how am I going to make this story? So where did the story of Belle come from then? Well, it came from me. I was born in Nigeria. I came to England when I was young. And then rather like Belle, my mother fell ill. And so we returned to Nigeria. So like Belle, at a certain age, which is why I made her seven, because clearly we don't know what age she came, I went back to Nigeria and I was suddenly in a country full of quite grand people who were related to me, but it was utterly foreign and I was utterly alone because my mother, like Belle's mother, did die. And so I was alone. And all of those scenes are, are my scenes. They're, why did I make her father bring her there and just abandon her in the story? I put it that it's because she was he was going away on, uh, on, on a good. What happened to me is that my father was working and he was a diplomat. So that exact scene where he takes you to someone's house and you'd suddenly be left there and they'd all be looking at you, what are you doing here? And you were always never really fitting in. So you go to your own life, you go to research as well to look for other things. So these are all the ways you overcome the challenge that we are often not there in history. So how did you um, sort of first come across the source of this story? What was your inspiration for it? Um, I was at uh, university in St Andrews and um, I had the experience of very constantly only ever being the only black person for miles sometimes. St Andrews is a very little uh, university and it's sort of way out on this sort of little peninsula. So it's not, it's, it's not at all diverse. And so I then went to a, a, a party at, uh, at a house and I was walking around and looking. It was a very grand house, a Schoon Palace. And um, in a back bedroom, I actually came across another black woman. I walked into the room and bang, there she was. You know, years later when I had become a screenwriter, this story I'd always, it's always sort of percolated in the back of my mind and I decided to write it. Um, so that's how the story came about. Seems like quite a sort of timely thing now. Um, what, how do you think that films such as Bell that deal with these hard-hitting issues and sort of very fundamental human rights issues as well as having this sort of beautiful storyline about this character finding herself uh, and finding where she fits in in society, how 
do you think that films like this um, can sort of help us move forward and deal with um, the bigger issues of the world? I think that it's, uh, the bigger picture is seizing control of our narrative. I think that, um, again, whether as people of colour or women or uh, people who are diverse in every single way, people who are, who, who, who are different religions, people who, anybody who feels their story hasn't been told. It's important that they get to the point where they can begin to tell their stories. And why it's important that we tell our stories is that no one else will. There isn't any way to get around this, that unless people who are different begin to tell stories, different stories won't be told. History has made it that rather than, especially for cinema, art doesn't imitate life. life imitates the art. We could conceive of a black president because we all watched 24. Before that, and, and several other movies that suddenly there was a black president, maybe they haven't made enough for a woman president. In many ways, how we see ourselves is how we're reflected on screen. And if we don't take control of that image, until we do, other people define us. They define who we are. They define our history. So the telling of your story, if you are in any way different, is a radical act. It's an act, as great an act of rebellion as uh, going on a march. It really is. You are saying, this is my story, and I am going to tell it.